Ladies and gentlemen, coming at you live from the cubby hole here in Marietta, Georgia. Woo! I'm back, folks, and I hope I'm back then better than ever. Folks, welcome to Linderman's Picks. I am Jay Linderman, and I would like to thank each and every one of you out there in podcast land for tuning in to me today. And in the words of Tony Stark, it is good to be back. Folks, I, I know it's been a while. It's actually been uh, just over two months since I've uh, been able to be involved with Tales from the Abyss. Um, as a lot of you may have known that I had open heart surgery about a month or so ago. I had to go in there and fix my ticker. Matter of fact, they had to go fix the valve that leads to the ticker. Uh, but everything has gone well. Recovery's gone well. I'm actually about to go back to work. Uh, I'm still trying to catch my wind a little bit. Uh, it's kind of hard to take a deep breath and that kind of thing. But with what they had to do, it's going to be quite some time before your boy's 100% healed. But I'm okay with it, you know. I'm trying to get back to normal. You know, I got to drive for the first time the other uh, yesterday, actually. Felt great. A little uncomfortable, but, you know, got to get used to it. But I'm just happy to be back here doing Linderman's Picks. And, folks, I was originally supposed to come back last week uh, to be to do opening week of college football. Uh, but, I, to be honest, I just didn't feel like I had the wind to do it. Uh, I was getting out of breath still a lot. So if you do hear me breathing heavy this episode, that's why, by the way. But uh, I'm here this week, and we're going to do some NCAA football as well as some NFL predictions for the season. I'm going to pick some division winners. I'm going to tell you who's going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you who's going to be uh, in the Final Four for the NCAA National Championship. And I'm going to give my picks for the week, which, if you recall, we're going to be doing four NCAA football, four NFL. NFL Week 1 actually starts tonight. We're not picking that game, but it starts tonight in Kansas City as the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs host the upstart, up-and-coming Detroit Lions. And I don't think I've ever heard so much hype about the Lions, like, ever in my life. I mean, I know that they've had Barry Sanders back in the day, but that's all they had. Uh, then, the, you know, the days of Stafford and Megatron Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, fun to watch. Didn't have a run game. That's why they didn't do anything. And not only that, but their defense is mediocre. But this year's Lions team, a lot of people are, are, are on their backs to not only win the division, but make some noise in the playoffs too. But, hey, what are you going to do? do? Do I believe it? Yeah. It's hard to buy into a team that's never even been to a Super Bowl. The last championship the Lions won, I think, was back in, what, late 50s, early 60s? So I forget which exact year, uh, a little bit before my time. But they have never even been to the Super Bowl. And if I recall, I think they've only been to one NFC championship game uh, back in the 91 season, I believe. And they got throttled by Mark Rippon and the Washington Redskins. Anywho, I, not, I can't buy into it yet until I see it. But folks, what we're going to do now, we're going to go over to, to, to some college football. I'm going to give you my NCAA college football predictions real quick, all right? So, folks, once again, it's good to be back, and here we go. All right, 
NCAA football predictions. Now, after I know the week's already started, but I promise you folks, I have these teams in, and I just, like I said, was not able to do an episode last week. But you know what? Before we do these uh, um, college football predictions, let's go back to last week a little bit, shall we? Of course, we didn't have any games picked. Thank goodness, because whew, we would have gotten our butts kicked. I put a few in uh, on the Action app just to see how I would do, and I'm not even going to say the record, I went pretty, so hopefully we'll do better this week. Anywho, last week, yeah, number six, USC, throttled, I mean, absolutely throttled San Jose State, 56 to 28, a lot of people think that uh, the Trojans may have given up too many points in that game, but anywho, um, actually, this is going back to week zero, uh, which started the last weekend in August. Notre Dame throttled Navy. Those were like the two biggest games that week. So ahead to this past weekend, I think the biggest um, surprise has really been Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, uh, Colorado Buffaloes, upsetting TCU Horn Frogs, who went to the national championship game last year. Wow. I mean, hey, Coach Prime, he's, he's already starting to demand respect. Do I say respect him yet? No. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, it's only been one game. I know TCU was the national title game last year, but they've lost some players. I really don't think they were the same team. Colorado was hell or high water going to go, go in there and and win the game, and they did. And shout out to uh, Shadir uh, Sanders, quarterback of Colorado, Dion Sun. He only threw for yeah half a thousand yards, five hundred yards passing in that game. Unbelievable. Anywho, uh, let's see. The number one Georgia Bulldogs, they rolled. They played Helen Keller University. They won 48-7. Michigan, number two, Michigan rolled. Ohio State struggled a little bit in the first half against Indiana. But, uh, yeah, they ended up winning by 20-23-3. Alabama rolled over Middle Tennessee, where Milrow, the new quarterback, looked pretty solid. I know they're playing Middle Tennessee, and they got a tough test this weekend against Texas. But Milroy looked pretty good to me. My boys, Alabama, they went 56-7. USC rolled again against a, a very far less opponent in Nevada, 66-14. Um, Penn State rolled in the second half especially, beat West Virginia 38-15. to um, Any other notable stuff? Notre Dame beat Tennessee State, uh, excuse me, Tennessee State 56-3. And real quick about Notre Dame, watch out for them to be a possible playoff contender. I'm just saying, their quarterback, Sam Hartman, on fire. On fire. I know Notre Dame hasn't had a top opponent, but I liked Hartman last year, actually the last few seasons over at Wake Forest. So I'm really big on this kid. He could be also a possible Heisman candidate, mark my words. So, but uh, And then North Carolina beat South Carolina 31-17. That game was actually pretty close in the first half before North Carolina said, nah, we're done with this. Uh, Ole Miss, check this out. Ole Miss played the Mercer Bears from my hometown, by the way, Mercer, of Macon, Georgia. Ole Miss, seventy-three to seven. Lane Kiffin said, "Yeah, there is no stop pedal on this car, baby. We're hitting gas all the way." I should say so, seventy-three to seven. Um, Tulane, thirty-seven to seventeen. They actually play uh, Ole Miss this weekend, but they beat South Alabama by twenty, thirty-seven seventeen. Uh, it's an ESPN2 game. Uh, it could be pretty close. And actually, I think the Ole Miss Tulane game is actually in Louisiana at Tulane, so in New Orleans. So check that out. But uh, that's really what happened last week in college football. 
But before we get to college football picks this week, I want to read out to you my college football NCAA Final Four prediction. And I'm telling you now, folks, uh, if you oh, by the way, if you remember, if you remember, next season it starts to get nuts in college football. All the conference realignments, uh, there's no more Power 5. The Pac-12 is dissolving. Texas, Oklahoma join SEC. ACC gets some new teams. Big Ten gets a ton of teams. It's going to be crazy next year. Not only that, the biggest thing is it's a 12-team playoff. Instead of just four, we're going to 12-team. And the SEC, um, as far as conference play next year, they're having an eight-game conference schedule, and that's going to be interesting. So, woo, this is the last year of this year's format. And so only we're only doing a Final Four this one last year. And so here are my Final Four for the NCAA College Football Playoffs. And here we go. Alabama Crimson Tide, Georgia Bulldogs, Michigan Wolverines, and the Florida State Seminoles. Now, if I had to go with some other teams that could possibly get in, I would throw in USC, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. So there you go. There's my college football playoff predictions. Now, we'll get back to college football in a little bit when we do our picks for the week. Let's move on to the NFL predictions. Week one, like I said, starts tonight. As anybody out there just excited? I've done three three fantasy drafts on Yahoo in the past uh, two nights. So, yeah, I am ready. I will do some fantasy updates later in the season and go over my team at another time. But I am ready for some NFL foosball. All right, so let's take a look at week one real quick. Um, like I said, tonight, Lions and Chiefs. A lot of people love the Lions. I can't buy into them until I see them. Just saying. My Atlanta Falcons are at home hosting division rival Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina, brand new quarterback, rookie from Bama, baby. Bryce Young. However, Falcons are coming in and what is predicted to be have a very solid run game. Ricky Bijan Robinson, you have veteran Cordero Patterson, second year man uh, Tyler Algier, quarterback Desmond Ritter, receiver Drake London, uh, tight end Kyle Pitts. Offense seems good, but I think the biggest thing for the Falcons this year is going to be their defensive front. I think Grady Jarrett has a huge year, and I think they get off on the right foot against Carolina, but we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, yeah, Bengals versus Browns. Deshaun Watson, his first full season as Browns quarterback, should be interesting. Will Burrow's calf hold up for the Bengals? We shall see. Remember, he got injured in training camp, hurt his calf, I think, on the first day. Uh, you got an AFC South uh, matchup. Jaguars, who are predicted to do big things this year, and I think so too. They got Indianapolis take on the brand new look Colts. Jonathan Taylor has decided to sit down. Don't know what's going to happen with him, but he's not playing this game. And the Jaguars, well, they got uh, receiver Calvin Wrigley. And, and, by the way, the Colts, brand-new quarterback, Anthony Richardson. He is starting game one. I thought he was overrated at Florida, but who knows? We shall see. Under the right coaching, right plays, who knows? Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks travel to Minnesota. Bucks uh, without Tom Brady for the first time in two seasons. And uh, they are starting Baker, the touchdown maker, Mayfield. So, I don't know. We'll see how that works. Uh, my The... My big-time rival, the New Orleans Aints, the Saints, that is. They are hosting the Tennessee Titans. Uh, 49ers head to Pittsburgh to take on a Steelers team that I think could surprise some people this year. The Washington Commanders, they could be sneaky good, too. They're at home hosting the Cardinals. 
The Houston Texans and brand new rookie run, uh, quarterback C.J. Stroud. They go to Baltimore to play to play a Ravens team that's hoping to bounce back from a disappointing ending to last season. Lamar Jackson uh, appears to be healthy, but I don't know. We shall see. They got new receiver OBJ Odell Beckham Jr. There. Will he revive his career? Will Lamar get on the ball? I don't know. We shall see. Green Bay Packers and uh, the NFL's longest rivalry. The Green Bay Packers are heading to Chicago to take on the Bears. And uh, Justin Fields' second season there. It's the first full season for quarterback Jordan Love in Green Bay. He's succeeding Aaron Rodgers. He took off to New York. Will he do any good? I don't know. We shall see. Bears' defense is actually supposed to be pretty stout this year. So, who knows? Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Who knows what the fuck they be doing. That organization is rough right now. They are headed to Denver to take on the hopefully rejuvenated Denver Broncos with brand-new head coach Sean Payton. Sean Payton, if you recall, won the Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints in 2009. I was a long-term coach there. Great success. Can he turn the Broncos around after a disastrous season last year under Nathaniel Hackett? And uh, this is going to be the second year for Russell Wilson as quarterback for the Broncos. I don't know. Lot, lots of drama here. Lots of drama. Philadelphia Eagles, defending NFC champions, head to New England to take on a new look, kind of new look Patriots team. We'll get to that in a little while, I guess. Zeke Elliott's new running back for the Pats. Matt Jones, if he doesn't produce about halfway through the season, he's gone, buddy. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be quite good again. The Miami Dolphins head up to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. That should be a tough game. Can Tua stay healthy for the Dolphins? Uh, can Justin Herbert have an MVP-like season? Very possible. We shall see. L.A. Rams head to Seattle, take on the Seahawks. Get back uh, on Seattle a little bit because I think they are heavily underrated. And then the first uh, Sunday night game of the season, say NFC East, rough and tumble, old school rivals. Dallas Cowboys head to New York to take on the Giants. <clears throat> the Giants are pretty good. To, I think and then I think Daniel Jones is going to have another solid season. I don't know if it'd be quite as good as last year because he surprised a lot of people last year. Daniel Jones did, but uh, I don't know. We shall see. And of course, this may be the final act for Dak Prescott as quarterback for the Cowboys because if he doesn't produce, he gone. And not only that, his starting running back right now is Tony Pollard, who had a solid year last year, but he's going to be the the go to guy now that uh, Zeke Elliott uh, was kicked out of town. So. Interesting game there. And then the first Monday night matchup of the week which happens on September 11th. My son's birthday. And, of course, everybody knows what happens on 9-11. Anywho, first Monday night matchup this week is the Buffalo Bills go to New York and take on the J-E-T-S, Just Jets, Jets, with new quarterback Aaron Rodgers. They got two good running backs, in my opinion. Breesy Hall, in his second year, got hurt in his rookie season, unfortunately. But has the potential to be very good. Brucey Hall and they picked up Dalvin Cook, who was kicked to the curb by the Vikings. Um, and both teams actually have pretty good defenses. The Bills, Josh Allen could very well win the MVP. Uh, I think the biggest question right now, and once again, is Buffalo's run game. I honestly think if they'd had a run game, a, a, at least a decent run game, they would have won a Super Bowl by now. But anyway, so that is what's going on with week one. And let's move on over to our NFL futures. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the winner of each division. I'm also going to tell you who's going to the Super Bowl and who's going to win it. And here we go. We're going to start in the NFC South. Well, I think it's going to be won by my Atlanta Falcons. Why? They've improved a lot. A lot, a lot. I think the only thing that they were really missing getting in the offseason was a veteran receiver. And uh, 
I, I don't know. Maybe they got something other sleeve on that front, but I know they're going to run the ball very well. Their offensive line has vastly improved over the years. I think Desmond Ritter, who is actually quite accurate and really, really turns over the ball. I think Ritter's going to have a solid season as a, a as first year as QB one. So yeah, give me the Atlanta Fal- Falcons winning the NFC South, NFC East. I think it's going to be won by the Philadelphia Eagles again. However, I think the Giants stay on their heels. NFC North, I will. I not quite buying in that hype train, like I said. But NFC North is not a very strong division. I think it's going to come down between the Lions and the Vikings, and uh, I'm going to go with the Lions. I think all around they are the better team. NFC West, a lot of people say San Francisco 49ers. I say uh uh-uh. uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Why they are heavily underrated? They have a vastly improved defense. Uh, Geno Smith has been thriving under Pete Carroll and their offensive system. Yeah, give me the Seahawks over the in uh, over the 49ers to win the NFC West. Now let's move over to the AFC. AFC South, I am picking the Jacksonville Jaguars. AFC South, the division, is, again, is not all that strong. Jacksonville, I think, will have one of the three, four best records in the AFC. So give me the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the AFC South. The AFC North, tough division, tough division. But I'm rolling with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Joe Burrow, the kid, knows how to win. I think Burrow leads on there and possibly further. We're getting that in a second. The AFC East, I think, will be won by the Buffalo Bills. I know a lot of people like the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, and that could be possible. Who knows? We'll find out starting week one, Monday night. However, but Buffalo, still Buffalo. I still think they're very good. So give me the Buffalo Bills win the AFC East. And the AFC West, I wanted to go with the Los Angeles Chargers, but I think they're aging a little bit in certain areas. And how can you go against the Chiefs? Give me the Kansas City Chiefs winning the AFC West. Now, who is going to the Super Bowl? The NFC champions and the defending NFC champions, Philadelphia Eagles. AFC champs this year? Cincinnati Bengals, I think Joey B is able to take his team to the Super Bowl, mainly because they've of a improved defense. So yeah, so our Super Bowl is the Eagles versus the Bengals. Super Bowl champions, Philadelphia Eagles. And there you go, folks. That is our predictions for the NFL season this year and for NCAA college football. So what we're gonna do now? We are headed to do our picks of the week. That's right, Linderman's picks. Here we go. Remember, four college football, four NFL. But real quick, and you know I got to do it. Folks, I'm not a professional gambler. I'm not a professional handicapper. Nope. I do this for fun. I love numbers. I love sports. Put them together. I'm in heaven. Never been to Vegas. Never been to Atlantic City. Been to a few casinos. Been to Redneck Heaven, Biloxi, Mississippi. Everybody knows that by now, apparently. But look, this is for fun. So if you do follow me, please do it responsibly. Keyword being responsible. And if you or anyone you know has a gambling problem, please reach out to the proper sources to get the yourself or someone you love get get the help that you need. And uh, knowing's half the battle. So, folks. Oh yeah, real quick programming note. I should be back next week with my man Lee for Tales from the Abyss. Don't know what we're gonna do yet, but we'll figure it out. So I'm I'm excited. Hey. My friend out there, Butcher Debashi in Debashi Market. How do you how, how do you think about the Seahawks winning the NFC West? I'm pumped up about them, man. I hope y'all, y'all are too, man. How about your Mariners up there? Looking good, looking solid. Tight division race. Can they make the playoffs? I think the Mariners do. 
All right, the Marshy Market, man. If you're there in the Pacific Northwest, check it out in Tacoma, in Tacoma Washington, the Marshy Market. There you go. All right, there's my plug. All right, folks, here we go. We're going to start with our NCAA football, college football picks of the week. Keep in mind, of the four games, three of them are at noon, <clears throat> and we have one late game. But here's the th- you know, but come on, man, don't blame me. All right, don't blame me. Blame the boys in Vegas because they're the ones that put the lines, uh, all the better lines in the early games. So, all right, here we go, folks. We're going to start off in Raleigh, North Carolina, where the NC State Wolfpack are hosting the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Notre Dame is favored in this game at minus seven and a half. And yeah, I like this. I think Notre Dame goes up there and wins by at least 10 points. So we'll take Notre Dame Fighting Irish over the NC State Wolfpack at minus seven and a half. The Utah Utes. Wow, they look fairly impressive against. Uh, Florida last week. Now, I don't think Florida's very good, obviously. They got throttled by Utah. But, um, yeah, I, I really like this Utes team, and they're traveling to uh, Texas, to, to Plano, Texas, to take on Baylor, a Baylor team that lost to Texas State last week, 42-31. And Texas State just won their first ever division, like, it was like their first ever like big time Division One win as a program or something like that. So yeah, Baylor's falling off. Line on this is Utah minus eight, and that's what we're rolling with. I think Utah can steamroll this team, so we're going with the Utah Utes at minus eight. All right, a third game on the NCAA uh, bracket or <laughs> bracket the third game on our NCAA docket here. The Colorado Buffaloes they travel. I believe they're traveling. No, actually, I believe they're home. Yes, they are at home. My bad, folks. They're at home in Boulder, Colorado. They are hosting the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nebraska coming off a loss in their first game. The line on this is Colorado minus three. And I'm going to have to tell you, I like this line. So we're taking the Colorado Buffaloes minus three over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Because, come on, when's the last time Nebraska has won anything? When's the last time they were good? I mean, it's been a minute. Give me the upstart Buffaloes. All right, and then our fourth and final game for NCAA football this weekend. We are rolling to a 7 p.m. game, primetime game on ESPN. As my Alabama Crimson Tide are hosting the Texas Longhorns, Alabama is favored in this game, minus seven. Texas looked good last week. Slow start first half, but turn it on second half. Last year, if you recall, in Austin, Alabama went into Texas and beat them 20 to 19 on what was a very good, very close game. It's one of those games that almost gave me a heart attack. But I think Alabama, who's favored in minus seven in this one, at home in Tuscaloosa, I think they win by 10 or more. So give me the Alabama Crimson Tide at minus seven. So to recap, NCAA college football picks for the week of September the 8th, 2023. Notre Dame Fighting Irish minus seven and a half. Utah Utes minus eight. Colorado Buffaloes minus three, Alabama Crimson Tide minus seven. And there you go. Let's move on over to the NFL, which starts at 8.30 tonight, folks. Week one starts tonight, but all of our games are happening Sunday. And we're going to start in Atlanta, Georgia, as the Atlanta Falcons, my Atlanta Falcons, are hosting the Carolina Panthers, like I mentioned before. Spread on this is the Falcons minus three and a half. I think the Falcons win by a touchdown or more. Give me the Atlanta Falcons minus three and a half. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that, in my opinion, is 
very kind of under the radar. And I think they have some young talent, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson at receiver, young Kenny Pickett quarterback. And this week they are hosting the San Francisco 49ers, a Niners team that's sticking with Brock Purdy through th- through thick or thin because, well, Trey Lance uh, just got kicked in the ass and was kicked at the curb. Now he was picked up by Dallas, so I don't know. But Trey Lance and probably was one, one of the worst draft day trades in history. In the history of the NFL, was uh, San Francisco giving up those picks and whatever else to Miami to take Trey Lance early? And whoo, man! All I'm saying is that the front office needs to be fired. Anyway, the Niners are traveling to Pittsburgh. Line on this is San Francisco minus two and a half. But we are going to roll with the Pittsburgh Steelers at home at plus two and a half. Uh, next up, the Philadelphia Eagles travel to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Uh, if you recall, the Philadelphia Eagles um, are the defending NFC champions. And I'm telling you now, um, yeah, the Eagles are, are going to be good again. I'm telling you. Well, the line on this is the Eagles minus four. That's what we're going to roll with. Philadelphia Eagles minus four over the New England Patriots. I think there's just too many unanswered um, questions with the Patriots right now. And then our final game of the week, our fourth and final game for the NFL, the Seattle Seahawks are at home, 12th man. They are at home, Debashi Market. The Seattle Seahawks are hosting division rival, the Los Angeles Rams. Line on this is Seahawks minus five and a half. I don't think the Rams are going to be very good because they sure as hell weren't good last year. I mean, they they still have Matthew Stafford, whose arm is just dead. I mean, he couldn't throw 20 yards last year, it seemed like. Sorry I'm getting out of breath, folks. I told you that was going to happen. But uh, now their backup is Georgia quarterback or ex-Georgia quarterback, two-time national champion uh, winning quarterback, Stetson Bennett is now. So, okay, well, Rams love Georgia quarterbacks. That gives me all the more reason to roll with the Seattle Seahawks at minus five and a half. So, to recap our NFL picks for this wonderful weekend of Friday, September 8, 2023, even though today's Thursday, I know, but that's how I have to mark it on my spreadsheet. Anywho, <clears throat> we are going with the Atlanta Falcons minus three and a half, Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half, Philadelphia Eagles minus four, and the Seattle Seahawks at minus five and a half. I made it through. I made it through. Now, just remember, I did not uh, in- do my intro with the song and why I played it, but if you couldn't tell, Eminem, without me, guess who's back? Since first time in two months, I had to do that. That's why, I, that, no big story behind it. That's it. <sighs> Folks, that is going to do it for Linderman's Picks. I, I am out of here like a virgin on prom night. I am Jay Linderman. Folks, I'm telling you right now, God, it feels so good to be doing this again. It feels good to be getting healthy and uh, I do would like to appreciate all the messages, texts, thoughts, and prayers I had received. Not only uh, me, but my family as well. Big shout out to my wonderful, beautiful wife, Caitlin, for being there and being the support system. Uh, my mom was here for a week to help take care of me when Caitlin had to go back to work. So God bless and thank her. Uh, my dog, Charlie, for being here, like always, every step of the way. Love you, Charlie boy. He is fast asleep on the carpet right now, by the way. But yeah, it's great to be back. And with that, folks, I am Jay Lindgren telling everybody to stay safe and to stay badass. Good night, America.